mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack life, not others, is an insight into that life. With Sensei Tim Hoover. Hey, it's Steve Mittman. This is a very cool episode for me because we have the two most influential men in my life. My dad is in studio here with us today, Mike Mittman. Hi, Dad. Hi. <laughs> and then, of course, Sensei Hoover. Hey, no worries. So it's cool to, I'm good. So it's great to have us together here. We're based just north of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. For those of you that are local, there's a good chance you've heard of my dad before because he's heavily involved in sports and announcing for how many years, Dad? <laughs> Long time. Long time for all his life. When I say sports, combat sports, MMA, pro wrestling, you've got stories with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and the list goes on and on, but also professional boxing, and that's where we want to go with this episode. Hall of Fame heavyweight champion Larry Holmes lives two cities over in Easton, the yeah. Easton assassin, in fact. Dad, you've been friends with Larry, the champ, for actually before I was even born. Larry and I have been in an announcing team with me doing the blow-by-blow and Larry doing color commentary. Over 40 years, we've been everywhere. Las Vegas, L.A., um, you name it, out of the country. We've traveled uh, all over together. So growing up, me as a child, as a young boy, it was common to hang out with Larry Holmes. And at that time, I didn't realize how big he was. You know, the heavyweight champion of the world going back from 78 to 85. I believe it was over seven years, the longest reigning over heavyweight seven, champion. Over seven and a half years, yeah. The only uh, heavyweight champion really to hold longer the Brown Bomber Joe Lewis for almost 12 years, but he first froze the title, actually, for four years during the war. He just did exhibitions. So uh, Larry's got that streak and has proven to be one of the greatest champions of all time. And you look at his battles, that was the division that really was shining in those days, not like today where the average guy on the street couldn't name you the heavyweight champion of the world. They couldn't name you one contender. In those days, every contender was a household name. You had Muhammad Ali, Smoking Joe Frame. Ken Norton, Ernie Shavers, Big George Foreman, Jerry Quarr. The All list right. went on and I'm on. I'm going to stop you right there because now we're getting into what we want to talk about, Sensei Hoover. Yeah, well, it's just listening to you guys. First of all, just to back up a little bit, you know, Mike Mittman gave me a great opportunity when he started bringing his young son to the karate school so many years ago. And he one day he says to me, you want to be on the TV show? And I'm like, you kidding me? And I was kind of shell-shocked to do it, but he invited me on several times, and it really helped the school to grow. So it is an honor and a privilege, and I really appreciate what you did for me. We were in Steve's house a couple weeks ago and having a conversation about the old days and also about your relationship with Larry Holmes. And it struck me about something that you said. Matter of fact, I carried it over and talked to my students about it. I was so impressed because this show is not just about boxing and about the martial arts. It's about carrying over certain principles that we learn in the art that we practice every day in life that makes us better people. And Larry is one of those people who I believe is a better person because of boxing. He is someone who's always pushed against all odds. But it's what you said to me about his knowledge and his experience of being different sparring partners for the longest time. And eventually he had to break away from that and become himself. He had to become his own, the leader, so to speak. And rather than learning, he got to a point where his learning had climaxed to a point where he needed now to become himself. And that's so important just to everyday life where we can emulate for a while. 
and we can look at leadership and it's attractive, but eventually we have to become our own leaders and be confident within who we are. And that's when we really shine. The same thing I see as I talk about the martial arts is too many people tend to follow too long and teach what just their teachers teach. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's always time to explore and become better than that. And at one point, eventually, you know, you become the leader of your own system, your own style, and you find that it's kind of a cool thing. You're kind of dancing to your own tunes. Even a comedian, you see a lot of the uh, up-and-coming comedians, you know, they'll study, they'll have their favorite, and they'll work with one of the leading TV or stage comedians, and they'll work with them for years. But then there comes a time where, you know, you got to go out on stage and get your own style. You can imitate a little bit, but then you've got to have your own style. So, like you say, no matter what you do in life, but... In developing that style, how do you develop it? You don't know what it is that you want, so you study the best. And uh, if you're smart enough, you emulate and you pick and choose the best of the best. And that's what Larry did. With We'll get into that later. But the different people that he sparred with, he took a little bit from this fighter, a little bit from that fighter, put them all together. Like, But again, I don't care together. what you're talking about. No, Here we're matter. talking about boxing and we're talking about martial arts. And Could you be a carpenter. Comedians. But you're right, a carpenter, it could be a lawyer, it could be an accountant. It doesn't matter if you want to be the best, look at what the best currently is, emulate them, follow them, try to have them become your mentor. They've been where you want to go. Well, how did what, what happened with Larry's experience? I mean, I know you know him. Um, you have such a personal relationship with him. So he went on to spar with Ali, work with Smoking Joe Frazier. The very first day Larry was sparring with Joe Frazier, Joe hit him with a crunching left hook and broke his ribs. So Larry didn't want to say, well, I'm not coming back. You know, most fighters probably with a broken rib would have packed it in. Sure. But to show you the fortitude, which you teach in the martial arts, Larry taped up the rib was back the next day, hmm. and he didn't let on to anybody, least of all Joe Frazier, that he had a bad rib. Because if you'd have told Joe, you broke my rib, well, Joe's mind would have just done one thing, hit you again in that rib. You know, so Larry learned to move. He said, that's where I worked on my footwork, because I had to jab and move and not get hit with that crunching left hook again. Larry never said almost. He just showed up. He never almost didn't make it because of his ribs. The last episode went into how many people don't do stuff because they say, I almost did it. Probably nine out of 10 fighters would have said, that's it for me. Number one, they wouldn't come back. Or number two, they would wait till they're healed. Well, Larry wanted to show what he was made of. Plus, he was hungry. He needed the money. He needed that check. And he turned that negative into a positive. Yeah. And that's where he learned to use that great in and out lateral movement. You know, he perfected the jab and then move. Yeah. And I see what you're saying. You know, he can turn away, walk away from the whole thing. I guess his ribs busted up, but he's back in the next day. And then not only is he back in the next day, but he realizes how to move. In the martial arts, same thing. And in life, the same thing. Um, every day you're going to get up, you got to decide, you know, whether you're going to face it or not. A lot of times the real enemy is the one that's within yourself. Once you defeat that, and once you get that fear factor behind you, I mean, the world is yours. You can accomplish it. You really can. Everybody told him when he started, when he turned professional right from the Olympics, you're never going to make it. Your legs are too thin. You can't hit hard enough. You're not that great of a boxer. You'll never make it. But what he said is, 
When you tell me I can't do something, I work that much harder to prove to you I'm going to do it. See, that that's important. Never say, I can't do that. Because if you say that, you can't do it. Right, exactly. But you must say, I can do it if you have that positive in anything it is. There are always going to be people that are going to hit you with those negatives. Take those negatives, like Larry did, and said, I'm going to show you. That made him work and fight that much harder. Yeah, and when you're looking at a fighter like Larry, the thing that I love about these athletes, they're in it every day. They're looking at their weight, their diet. They're looking at their energy level, where they're training, how they're training. Their success rate depends on everything. Everything, not just one thing. They got to face it all. No matter how much they want that chocolate cake, they said, you know, no, it can't happen. And then the day of the fight, can you imagine the night before? How much sleep do you get? And then what happens afterwards? How many fights do these guys have? How long can they do it? And it goes on and on and on. Well, we're talking about against all odds here, too. Why don't we share the story, Dad, about when he fought for the championship against Ken Norton. He was sparring just a few days before. Yeah, a great example. A lot of people don't know that. He was sparring through a jab. His sparring partner went to block the jab and put his elbow up. And he caught Larry on the, uh, bicep. On the bicep and ripped it. Well, this was going into the championship fight with uh, Ken Norton, ex-Marine, current heavyweight champion yeah. of the world, probably one of the toughest fighters you know, you'd know you ever want to see. And now you're taking his bread and butter punch, the, the jab, the left hand, the jab, and now you jeopardize that. Larry did not want to call it up for a lot of reasons, just like in life. Your shot only comes around mm-hmm. you know, once. And if you don't take it, you say, well, I'm going to wait. You may miss that train. But I think it's important to say this, too. They kept that away from everyone. No one till after the fight knew about that. Why? They kept that under wraps. Why? Well, because if they knew that he didn't have his number one weapon, Norton oh, would uh, capitalize on that. Yeah, then Norton uh, would have, uh, you know, <laughs> he'd embolden him, just give him that much more power. Plus the odds makers, yeah, you know, in Vegas. It. Yeah, yep. you know, you'd have thrown a monkey wrench into everything. And if he canceled it, you know, Larry said, I may have not gotten my shot. Right. You know, Think about that. So they that. may have passed them by. Right. This is attack life, not others. We're always, always striving to make this relatable to everyone, not just martial artists and not just boxers. So what he just did there is so cool to me. They kept that under wraps to make sure that Ken Norton and his entire camp and the media and the general public knew nothing about that. Right. So how can we use that? Well, you're giving a presentation. You're giving a speech. Don't self-deprecate yourself before you even start. Don't say, well, I know this isn't going to be very good, or forgive me, folks. You know, I don't normally do this. Don't set it up from the very beginning that the expectations are not very high. Right. He went into that acting like he has all the tools at his disposal. His number one weapon, his jab, was primed and ready to go. He kept that from Ken Norton. Think about that. And he fought through the pain. Another life lesson. Every time he threw that bread and butter punch, it hurt. He sucked it up, and he kept throwing it and throwing it and throwing it, and that won him the fight. So even in pain, he used that punch. You know, you can't say, well, it hurts. I can't throw that. You know. So like you always say, that's the difference between a chump and a champ, because not many boxers these days, and not many people in life in general, would continue with the figurative torn bicep. We're not all going to have a torn bicep, fortunately, and but we're all going to have a handicap going into something important. And that's where you got to do what Larry did. In the martial arts, you teach, Sensei Hoover, you teach never quit. Never say die. Never say die. And just like in life, don't stop. You've got to have that I can do it 
positive attitude. Absolutely. That's been our idea here from the beginning is to take these things, these moving arts like boxing and the martial arts and the guts of it and what makes it so important to you. Why did you follow it your whole lifetime? Why did I do this my whole lifetime? It's because it made us better. And, you know, we finally have a voice here with, with your son, Steve, and what he does. And, you know, we can kind of shout it out. Not only that, it's the beginning of the year when everybody has resolutions. But I'm sure Larry's resolution was every day, not once a year. And the resolutions start, they're good. But by the time they get into March and April, they get beat up and sometimes give up. Don't do that. You know, keep that moment, keep that movement going, keep that thought going. And over the next couple episodes, we're going to take a part of Larry's life through your experience and your connection and talk about the next step and what he did and how that relates to the martial arts and how it relates to everyday life. By making that resolution, quitting in March versus carrying it on, that separates the winners from the losers, just like in life. Yeah, sure it does. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check back for part two and three, and we'll probably do a four-part series talking about all the different things we can learn from Hall of Fame heavyweight champion Larry Holmes and my dad here as a guest in studio. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We appreciate you listening. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on Sensei Hoover's way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation, creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.